Stephen Kroetis on SAFM. Lots to talk about this morning, taking your calls as well on 086-000-2032. Well, there was the Presidential Health Summit, the second summit last week, and even before it started, you had some people sort of being quite critical of it, mainly because of what's been happening in the health departments around the country. Well, Business Unity South Africa is saying that they, they support the establishment of an NHI fund. Now, you know the way this would work. Basically, government would put money into the fund. If you went to a hospital, you'd be able to go to any hospital that's part of the NHI, government hospital, private hospital, and and they and then government, the NHI fund, would pay for the treatment you receive. Stavros, Stavros Nikolaou is a board member for Business Unity South Africa, also senior executive for strategic trade development at the Aspen Pharmacare Group. Stavros, good morning. Stephen, good morning, and thanks for having me on. Why does business support the NHI? Well, I think it's a selective comment. I think let me uh, clarify exactly what we mean. I think national health insurance is a financing mechanism, um, and we see it as as one mechanism to achieving, uh, or at least uh, striving to achieve universal coverage in the country. So our our country doesn't have a problem with access in healthcare. The problem is the quality of healthcare that's received, and the inequity. So those are the two areas that we need to be addressing as a country. Now, setting up an NHI fund would enable patients um, in concert with the other things that we've proposed in the private sector to access both private and public facilities. Uh, And uh, our our key tenet there is that you still have a commercially sustainable and viable private sector to service these patients. So that private sector would then basically be being paid by government to take patients and treat them, right? C- correct. And we have a we had a semblance of that during COVID, um, particularly with a vaccine rollout. So with a vaccine rollout, you, uh, a public sector patient could present at either a public facility or a DISCIM or a CLICS or any other private facility and vice versa in the, in the case of a private patient. So we've got some semblance of it, and what we want to do is we want to build on that. What we don't seek is a single-payer, single-purchaser system in our country. We would like to see a dual-payer, dual-purchaser system with a private sector fully engaged in, in universal coverage. Okay, um, so you don't believe that the NHI is going to be bad for the private healthcare sector? Well, if it's... Uh, if it's tailored in a particular way, and um, I think the tailoring um, actually is set out in Section 33 of the bill, and, uh, uh, you know, just at a very high level. Um, Section 33 um, in its present form doesn't work for us. Um, we would like some tweaking. We don't expect the removal of Section 33, but some tweaking of 33 that provides for a dual-payer, dual-purchaser system would work for us, and I think it would work for the country as well. And in parallel to that, Stephen, what we are looking to put on the table are things like taking on low-benefit options, meaning that we could uh, establish these in the private sector and take several hundreds of thousands or millions of patients off the hands of the public sector. And that is really one of the most important uh, areas that we can contribute towards, and one of the, the most significant problems we have in the country is that uh, there, there are shrinking public sector budgets, increased demands and increased patients going through these public facilities. So it's a little wonder that you're getting the outcomes you are in the public sector. So through these low benefit options, which we would uh, take in parallel to what I've just said, 
um, we could take uh, a significant chunk of patients into the private sector and service these in the private sector and help the public sector at the same time. Um, there is really an issue of capacity in that at the moment access to the private sector is limited and it is and, and because it is limited people are used to it is able to treat a certain number of patients. Um, I don't know if it would be able to treat all of the patients if it was suddenly that access was no longer limited in the same way. Well, I, th I think there is spare capacity in the private sector. Um, I think we demonstrated that during uh, COVID. And, and obviously, you go through seasonal trends, etc. So I think this would have to be carefully worked out. I think that's the benefit of attending a summit like this. You can put your proposals on the table. I, th I think we pleased that President Ramaphosa had the summit because I think it places in perspective where he sees uh, healthcare, and uh, it, it's clearly a priority for him. And I think what we would like to do is, is go back to the table and put some of these proposals to him. But to answer your question, there, there is some capacity in the private sector. And it's all about how do we leverage the strengths and capacities of both uh, pri private and public sector to get optimal outcomes in our country. Just on a, a sort of related question, sort of, um, there's been a lot of discussion about red tape in government. There's supposed to be, I think, a committee to stop red tape. Is, have you seen any efforts from government? I mean, are you seeing any, is, is any of the red tape being cut? Well, speaking uh, in, in healthcare, there is, and we raised this at the summit, there, there is uh, red tape, administrative burden, and what we also call regulatory lag. And these are all either reform measures or, or policies that need to be speeded up, uh, speeded up so that we can start implementing things like low benefit options. And I, I must say we had a good response at the summit in that the Council of Medical Schemes approached us um, as BUSA and said, you know, can we have a conversation around this? So there, there's no doubt the red tape um, exists in the healthcare sector as well. And um, it's it's not improving, let me put it that way. But I'm hopeful after Friday's events that we can at least sit down and work out some of the areas that are going to be high-impact areas going into the future. Stavros Nikolaou, thank you. Board member at Business Unity South Africa and Senior Executive for Strategic Trade Development at the Aspen Pharmacare Group.